0: Two scared siblings. Hi. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hi. I had to twist awkwardly <laughs> to do that, so I was like, I'd was managed.
1: Kaboom, hello.
0: Mm-hmm. I just kind of did a little pivot. Yep.
1: I liked it. It was graceful.
0: It kind of was. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't not graceful.
1: It's like when those people <laughs> are, like, in a show and the camera's panning on them, but they're, like, facing the other way in a rotating chair and then they turn around and they're like hello
0: oh uh was that what it felt
1: like? <laughs> that's like that's kind of what it seemed like
0: if i were a skeleton it could be that scene from psycho right? <laughs> remember yep. with the chair spin yeah that's yeah, from psycho right yeah
1: yeah where it's the mother yeah, yeah like
0: the chair spun around yeah it's just a skeleton
1: and you're just like oh fuck that's not a person I like um, no
0: no not anymore well I mean, skeletons are a part of us. Skeleton, right? But
1: you're not a person anymore. <laughs> if you're, a, a
0: if bone. I was a skeleton, I'm glad I got to like start a sentence with that because it's something that I like to think about. <laughs> <laughs> we are all kind of skeletons. We are fleshy ones.
1: We're just, yeah, fat skeletons, really.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, Rubenesque skeletons. <laughs> so uh, today we have fears. And also, uh, cults. Cults were requested as a topic. And an
1: update. Yeah, we've
0: got an update on all our cases too. Shit, yeah. I forgot to remind you about that.
1: That's okay, you're because remi- I remembered and I wrote it down. yourself. I did. I, I'm glad you did. I, I didn't oh, write suck. down everything. Oh, no.
0: There's a cat. <laughs> There's a cat going into our phone. Oh, Hazel. Yeah, I'm just gonna let her do it for now. Like, okay. if, if she's gotta do, she does, she needs this. Oh my god! Okay, no, never mind. She can't. Never okay, mind.
1: Okay, no, she's going in. I mean, it's too late. She's uh, committed. Fuck.
0: Get your butt out of there! It's such a cute bum. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her tail's just sticking out of a pile of. Fu- okay. All right. Okay, if you agree to sit there nicely, young lady. <laughs> oh, there she goes. She's sitting there nicely. Okay, fine. Then. All right, this works. All right. Okay. Well, she sure showed me. She just
1: wants to be involved.
0: Yeah. No, she's part of the podcast now, whether we like it or not. Yeah. that's inevitable all right so yeah
1: so i'm afraid tell
0: us yeah for what we're afraid of this week yeah what are you afraid of andrea
1: i'm scared of being on call (laughs) and so i'm on call yeah my organization that i work for yeah and i have to constantly have a cell phone attached to my hip and i like (laughs) even when i'm driving if i'm driving I have to pull over if I get a call because it's physicians calling me um, to, like, help them with their cancer surgery application.
0: Yeah, which is probably important stuff.
1: It's important stuff. And, yeah. But it's my first time being on call. It's my first week.
0: And yeah. I don't like it. I
1: don't like it at all.
0: Yeah, no, she's been complaining about it a whole lot, and yeah. it sounds like pain in the ass. I wouldn't like it either because
1: you don't think don't about how much a, text. you don't think of how much of a pain in the ass it's going to be until you're like trying to do a workout or you're you have like a forty minute drive where there's nowhere to pull over
0: if you, you get a call. Basically, just have a life.
1: Or yeah, if you have a life.
0: Yeah, if you have anything else, that's to not do. my problem though. I mean, that's part of why I don't text people back a lot. Because I'm really busy doing a lot of things, so I'll just forget. Mm -hmm. It, like, amazes me that people are able to just kind of, like, respond instantly to everything all the time, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: I mean, if you're sitting and doing something and leaving it for, like, ten minutes is pretty normal. Yeah. But glancing at your phone every once in a while is normal –
0: yeah, I know. I forget that <laughs> I have a phone. I know I'm, you I'm do. on the internet a lot, right? So I kind of just forget that, like, I'm also supposed to communicate with people in other ways. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you're just used to being, like, on Skype or whatever.
0: Uh, so Discord. Much, right? Well, yeah. Discord, yeah. Skype died a, a sad, cruel death. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't actually miss it all that much. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, hmm. What am, that's what you're afraid of. Yeah,
1: what are you afraid I of? I would also
0: be afraid of that. Um, you know what? I think I'm kind of afraid of uh, medical systems in general.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So,
0: yeah, just like people in positions of power within medical fields. I don't know, the wrath of, like, tiny gods is what I'd call that. Because these people have complexes.
1: Yeah, um, they do a lot of the time.
0: Have you ever dealt with a medical professional? They're awful. You'd think there was something scary inside <laughs> them. I think most like people have skeleton. dealt...
1: With a medical professional, but not maybe on the level that we do. I mean – Well, like, mine is, like, to do with work and yours is to do with needing medical help at all times.
0: Yeah. No, no, yeah. 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 But if you've ever dealt with a medical professional, which is a thing I'm sure is rare, I don't know. Maybe it is in places where you have to pay to go see one. Maybe.
1: (laughs) That's entirely possible.
0: Yeah. Then, then you understand. You understand why I mean by tiny gods lording over their domains, yeah. and why I fear them. So yeah, yeah, that's my fear. It's and pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. So we're both like on, like under the control of others.
1: I'm on edge right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I know. I can feel it radiating off of <laughs> you, <laughs> like a oh, sick I'm fog. So sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. You're, you're not. You, it's fine. I okay. would also be angry and on edge if I were on call.
1: Yeah, it's just not – it's not pleasant. Like,
0: no, I'd be fine it. with
1: it if I had, like – if I lived really close to work and didn't have to worry about the commute. Honestly, it's the commute part that is
0: – Yeah. Driving. Yeah. That's something that I don't do.
1: I know. I know. It seems
0: like a pain. Whenever yeah. people talk about it, they're like, it's the worst part of life. I'm like, well, sweet. Why Why bother doing it? Yeah, commuting sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't get a
1: job here in Cochrane because yeah. there's not any. Because there's like
0: five people who live here. Yeah. yeah,
1: the only jobs are like waitressing jobs and blacksmith. I don't. Yeah. <laughs>
0: candlestick maker. I'm out of, I don't know. A candlestick
1: maker. <laughs> yeah. A druggist.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the apothecary. apothecary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we both thought of that. It's because awesome. our heyday was 1875, as it we was. discussed. That was my favorite
1: century was the
0: 1800s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when we were a spry 98. Yeah, back when <laughs> yeah. I was
1: na- young and naive. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, we got a leave? listener request.
1: Oh, Okay. We did for
0: oh. cults, right? Oh yes, we did. Right. Yeah, that's why
1: I did what I did. Yeah, that's
0: why you did what you did. <laughs> oh, so ahead. Andrea covered a cult. She found a really nasty one, and I, I mean, that's what she told me mysteriously.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, it was one <laughs> that I hadn't heard of before because I didn't want to do like Jonestown.
0: No, we've <laughs> all heard about Jonestown. Yeah,
1: I don't want to like hear about all these. And spoiler, then
0: spoiler: the Kool Aid was poisoned.
1: Like that's the most famous. One that I can think of, and there are, like, a couple other ones that are pretty well-known, too.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: like, I've listened to episodes of My Favorite Murder, where they've covered yeah ones that I didn't know about, but now I know about them because I heard about it Yeah. <laughs> on My Favorite Murder. <laughs> Which
0: is how <laughs> acquiring knowledge works. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. so I
1: wanted to do something completely different.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. tell us about but your first, completely different...
1: I want to give an update.
0: Original, do not steal. Cult research. Hmm. I will,
1: um, but I want to give the update first.
0: Oh yes, we have an update on our on one of our cases, as we mentioned. Uh, this was the case of Jamie Claus, right? Jamie Claus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she was the thirteen year old that went missing months ago,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And
1: what happened was, uh, and like nobody was sure what happened to her because her parents were shot. We covered this in an episode. Yeah, we covered it a, 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 a few episodes
0: ago. ago. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, her parents just were shot with a shotgun, and then. She disappeared and she was gone for months.
0: And this is from her home, yep.
1: Yeah. They just walked right into her house. Yep. And uh, then, so basically what happened was she was found wandering on a road uh, quite a while, ways away, I didn't write it down, from her house. Yeah. And some woman saw her and she was just wandering around with shoes that didn't fit her and no coat. Shit. And she's like, help me, I'm lost. I'm Jamie Closs, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And so this woman, like, like obviously, because she was from the area, which this all happened in, um, what
0: the hell, Wisconsin? Uh, I think? Was this Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was.
1: Yeah, it was. And so, yeah, this woman had obviously heard of her and knew that there was everybody looking for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so
1: she took her to a, a neighbor's and they called 911. Basically, what it was was this guy named Jake Patterson, who is 21 years old, Ew. had been planning since last year to i I don't know how far um before he actually abducted her he had been planning it but he planned it uh ahead of time because he saw her at a bus stop and he just decided right then and there that's the girl i'm gonna take and he ended so then when he came to her house her dad i guess came to the window because he thought that he was um the uh, law enforcement because he saw his gun he just thought he was armed law enforcement so he's like oh can i see your badge and This guy, Jake Patterson, just shot him in the face.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: and then came into the house, and Jamie and her mother were locked in the bathroom in the bathtub. Yeah. And he managed to break the door down, shoot her mother, grab her, and go. And basically what happened was he held her at his house, and uh, he made her, like, basically stay under the bed most of the time, and he would... Pile laundry and weights and stuff around the bed, what? so that he would know if she'd moved. Yeah, and uh, he would leave her there and like for like twelve hours or so, sometimes oh without anything to drink or eat or bathroom breaks or anything.
0: Holy shit, this poor girl.
1: Yeah, and uh, basically, she he told her. At one point, okay, well, this time I'm going to be gone for a really long, like, five or six hours. Right. And so she, like, mustered up this courage because, like, obviously
0: – He must have threatened her, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was afraid escape. for her yeah. life. And she yeah. knew that
1: he'd know if she moved. So she didn't for the longest time. But finally
0: yeah. she – You're scared in those she, situations, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, but she was brave enough to escape wow. and uh, grabbed a pair of his shoes and headed out, ran to the
0: road and Just found it. that woman. Thank goodness he didn't like lock her in or anything. Like, thank fuck. I'm so glad that she escaped. Yeah. Yeah. And she was found pretty recently. I saw a huge uh, uh, tweet on Twitter going around, basically saying, you know, we all spread this info. She's missing, and I spread it. And then, like, uh, two days after that, uh, she was found.
1: It was oh, around, really? So she was
0: found. Yeah. You told me that she'd been found, and I was like, yeah. oh, sweet, because awesome. I sent
1: the missing thing out when we did our episode. Yeah, months we posted ago. one too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, this was a uh, one that was pretty big too so I'm glad that like Mm -hmm. it had been spread by multiple people and had been seen by a lot of folks but I'm just I'm also glad that like he that she was just able to do that that's a lot yeah like it must be fucking terrifying to want to risk it
1: and I retweeted this update on our Twitter too so if you want to read more details maybe I missed something then you can go on our Twitter and there's the link
0: yeah 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 Yeah. check it out yeah I wanted to to wait
1: because it was last week that they're like yeah she's been found but we know nothing
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad she waited. Yeah, because now we know. And
1: there's been updates since then. Like, okay, this is what happened. She's giving more information.
0: That's so scary that, like, someone could just be obsessed with you based on, like, a glance at you, you right? Like, yeah, like, so going out in public, you don't know who's, like, capable of that, right?
1: Well, and she was so low risk. She was in her house
0: yeah with, with her, her family yeah. she wasn't
1: wandering down a dark alley
0: no like and this must have been so traumatic to have her mom like sh- her dad oh shot god. first and then like cowering with her, her mom family like hiding is out with gone. her mom yeah well having your mom shot in front of you too. like yeah, god that's i can't imagine just the worst uh, i, I love even my mother imagine. yeah <laughs> yeah uh okay so want to hear about a cult
1: is this thing st- yeah
0: yeah, no, it's fine. You didn't unplug it. Don't worry. It's, okay, it's fine. All right. it, it can't really be moved. I, I think I You're
1: breathed just... on it, and I'm worried.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um. <sighs> yeah.
1: Okay. So this is the Our cult. Own, yeah. The very little known cult.
0: Oh, is it little known? Okay.
1: Well, I don't know. I didn't know
0: of it. Well, no, <laughs> not one that everyone always talks about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's called the Ripper Crew. Oh. And I think it was called like a few other things, like. The Chicago Rippers, oh, stuff gosh. like that. Yeah. Um, basically, I feel like this I've happened. Heard the name. You might have. Yeah. But,
0: but I don't a don't lot know about of different
1: it. killers have been called Rippers. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh,
1: so, this happened in Chicago, Illinois on June 1st,
0: 1981.
1: Shit, wow. Um, Hank McGinnis summoned the police, and so they escorted, like, he went with them to show them. Um, Basically, so he's the manager of a motel, and there's mm. a clearing next to the motel, and he had found a corpse there. So he was bringing the cops there. Yeah. Um, the car, the girl who was dead there had been sexually assaulted and mutilated. Oh. And this was in a seedy area. It's called Br'er – the motel is called Br'er Rabbit, and it's Ugh. in Villet Park. Yeah. Which is kind of, I guess – It sounds like a
0: bad Br'er Rabbit. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Lots of set- – sex workers, like, work ar- around there.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. A convenient area, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. And convenient. Yeah. For a killer. Very uh, convenient. Because nobody wanna. really questions, right, in places no, like that what's no one, going people.
0: on. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to get justice for sex workers because of this. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it would be convenient for murderers. All right.
1: Um, so that morning, the reason the manager found this body was um, in the morning an employee had complained about a sickening smell.
0: As corpses are known yeah, yeah. to do.
1: So basically what they found was a young black woman face down in tall grass. Oh, shit. The woman's hands had been handcuffed behind her back, and there was a broken key in the lock of the
0: handcuffs. Oh, no.
1: And she was still wearing a T-shirt, but her panties were pulled down to mid-thigh. Ugh. And they found rolled-up banknotes and loose change over $13 on her, and so they decided it wasn't a robbery. No. And they thought, like, from looking at the state of her body right then and there, that she must have died several weeks ago. But mm. the forensic examiner, when he examined her, said she had actually died more like three to four days ago. Oh, so she had just de- decomposed
0: really quickly. Yeah. Weird. I guess it was summer in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's geez. what I'm thinking.
1: Like, a lot of predators.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, since she was in, like, grass and shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh her, so she was identified as Linda Sutton, who was a 21 year old sex worker.
0: Oh jeez.
1: So, okay. So this is a gruesome young. story. This yeah. cult story.
0: Oh dear. Yeah. So gore warning. Obviously. <laughs> gore. Yeah.
1: Uh, her both of her breasts had been cut oh. off. She had been horribly mutated, and there was lots of vermin around her, which is why she had decomposed so quickly. That
0: explains it. Oh, no. I know. Both – ow. Yep. That sounds awful.
1: It gets worse. Oh, jeez. So (laughs) uh, Uh, five more women's bodies were gradually discovered. Around the Greater Chicago area. Oh, jeez. By the time most of these bodies were found, they were so badly decomposed you couldn't tell the cause of death. Oh. Uh And then some of them showed showed signs of similar mutilations as um, Linda's.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah. Linda Sutton's, yeah. Similar. So they were all shit was done to their bodies.
1: Yeah. They were yeah. all raped, tortured, and mutilated. Uh, their breasts were cut off while they were still alive. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, and they're thinking serial killer, At right? First, yeah, because that would
0: look like it. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's exactly, exactly
0: what it would look like. Yeah. yeah,
1: there was no other connection between the victims that they could tell so far. Mm-hmm. On May fifteenth, nineteen eighty-two, Lorraine Borowski disappears. She is a white woman and a real estate agent. She was walking to her job early in the morning when she must have been snatched right off the street. Wow. Yeah. That's Uh, scary. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like just right in the morning someone grabs you. Like that's when you think you're safe, right, in the daylight. Yeah. Wow, shit.
1: She left behind only her purse and shoes, uh, which must have fallen off in the struggle. And then on October tenth, 1982, the body of a young woman – uh, was found concealed at the end of an alleyway in a cemetery. Oh. Uh, the body was very decomposed, and the left breast had been amputated, and she had been stabbed several times, Oof. and they figured out that this was Lorraine Borowski. Oh, no. Two weeks later, 30-year-old Shwee Mac disappeared. Oh. Sh- Shui Mak was born and raised in China and then brought to Chicago. She lived with her parents oh. and worked in an electrical company eight hours a day, and then she went to her family restaurant in the evenings and worked there in the evenings.
0: Wow. that's That sounds tiring.
1: She's worked her booty yeah. off. Uh, so she was coming home from work with her brother, yeah. dr- like driving home, and they got into an argument, and her brother Kent um, basically ordered her out of the car at a stop sign.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no! And
1: it was like 1:30 a.m. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, shit. So she started walking southbound, the only way she knew how to get home because she didn't know her way around that well. And I got the impression the road she walked down wasn't like a great road, <laughs> mm-hmm. like not a safe road.
0: Well, yeah, she could just been kicked out anywhere at the stop sign. Like, oh, who yeah. knows where the fuck she was, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: So on September 30th, her body was found at a construction site in upscale in an upscale Chicago suburb.
0: So her body had been moved from there, they think? Or was that where she was kicked out? She
1: was abducted and then… And brought
0: there. Her brought, body there. Was brought there. Her body brought there. Yeah. Okay.
1: To an upscale Chicago suburb. So, so they like, wanted this to is be happening. noticed. They wanted this to, like, is-
0: horrify people.
1: Well, and this is why they can't find a connection between anybody, right?
0: Yeah, because um, they're all over the place. They're all different. All different races, ages. Exactly. Uh, like... There's
1: no connection. Jobs, yeah. Uh, She was really... Her body had been really close to an anthill, so there was almost... There was pretty much nothing left. It was just bones at that point.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: even though, like, she hadn't been missing
0: Uh, You worked your whole long. life only to be tortured and killed? Like, fuck. Which is just... Wonderful.
1: I know. It's- yeah,
0: so did they purposefully put them near, like, these animal dwellings? Like, Ant Hill, rat area?
1: Honestly, I mean, no. you can draw your own conclusions, but they didn't seem that smart. I think they might have been just lucky.
0: Yeah, that is lucky. Yeah. That you happened to put them near everything that would decompose them fast, like... Okay, well, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, (laughs) what happened?
1: Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, her clothes were on, and she had a beautiful necklace on. Yeah. The back of her skull was crushed, and she had a cracked tooth in the front. Oh, So, what they're thinking was someone punched her, and her head went back and shattered. Oh, God. There was a steel wire next to her body. Yeah, so basically, the cops ended up talking to another girl named Holly Clemens, yeah. who also went by Angel York, right? Uh, who was a sex worker, and mm-hmm. she basically had told the cops about um, going into getting into a van when when she was running away from the cops. So yeah, yeah, like there was a raid on yeah, on the sex, on, workers like, sex workers and, and, and Johns and. She so they fled and quickly got into a van, yeah, thinking, Oh, this guy will get me out of here, and yeah.
0: As another John, we'll just go together, yeah, yeah. Race and she just
1: found more trouble, yeah. So he basically forced her into the back of the van and ordered her to take off her clothes.
0: Oh no, oh and my god,
1: to turn my pages, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so oh no, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, okay. I just saw what was at the top of that page. Uh-huh. Uh, tell it's our poor, good. our poor, grieved listeners. Um, uh, okay,
1: uh, so mm. he cut a, ho- a hole in the side. I think I'm stuttering because this story is bugging me. Um, she, they, he cut a hole in the side of her breast. Oh my god! And enlarged it with his finger, uh. and then had sex with her breast.
0: What is with these guys and boobs? That's the thing. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. Uh, And then he ended up leaving her in an alleyway, and she was discovered five minutes after that and taken to the hospital, and she was stable.
0: Okay, so she was telling them about this time that a guy tortured her breast. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad she survived.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yikes. Um, Okay. So then another black sex worker was found on August 27th, dead and mutilated on the shores of the Chicago River under the Fullerton Avenue bridge oh, by a no. man collecting cans. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is a That's really not what you a good find. day. Yeah. Remember. Her hands were tied behind her back, her left breast was amputated and piano wire was used to amputate it, which Ow. is really
0: Oh my gosh. Mhm. Can you imagine someone just sawing through your body slowly with wire? Ow.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, like no. you are about decapitations with that sort of the thing Lord. and like, ow. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a quick way to do it, yeah.
1: On September 8th, Rose Beck Davis, who was 30, was discovered behind a public housing complex with a slash chest. Uh, She had been slashed with a hatchet, and with the handle of the hatchet, someone had raped her. Oh, my goodness. They found pieces of wood in her vagina. Oh. Basically, they figured out that he was not using, like, race as a determination.
0: Right, because they still think it's a serial killer at this point. Yeah. And so so race is obviously not a factor, yeah. Yeah, so,
1: like, serial killers usually have a type, and...
0: Yeah, and these girls were, like, He clearly did not have
1: a type. It was, like... Convenience
0: woman was the type. basically. Yeah. Oh, there's
1: a woman alone on the street. I'm gonna grab her. Yeah, I don't care who she is. Yeah, uh, so the next girl, Beverly Washington, she was a 20 year old sex worker by the Chicago railway line. She was found there severely injured, but she was breathing.
0: So, this like is kind of targeted sex workers a little bit, but would go after only other because women, they were, they were easy. yeah. yeah.
1: Like he was going mm. after anybody, but it just so happens that sex workers happen to be the ones that are standing out on the street. Yeah, they do get protected. Yeah. yeah, all right. Uh, so she, yeah, so this is where they kind of got lucky-ish, right? I mean, yeah. if you can consider it that. But this is what kind of helped them solve the case.
0: Uh.
1: So she seemed dead at first, and. According to her, she had been made to amputate her own breast oh with gosh, a knife. So fuck. she tells her story. She was working as a sex worker, and she got into a red van thinking it's like a normal John, and it was a man around 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So he drives her to a deserted location and suggests that they go into the rear of the van so that you they know can, they can have sex. Yeah. And so she's like, fine, okay. Um, she notices that there were shelves in the van and no windows. Uh. Yeah. And so she starts getting a little uncomfortable, and then he threatens her into taking off her clothes and forces her to give him oral sex. Oh, God. And then he orders her to swallow – well, he orders first and then forces her to swallow a handful of pills, and so she loses consciousness.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: When she woke up, her breast was dissected. Ah! Yeah.
0: Oh, my God.
1: It's just not good. Three weeks later – Yeah, yeah. The cops intercept a van that fits her description perfectly.
0: Mm -hmm. She had
1: described there was, like, a feather, like, there were feathers maybe hanging from the rearview mirror. Yeah. Um, But what they found was that there were feathers where the rearview mirror should be. Oh. Right? But they're like, okay, this fits almost exactly, right? Right. Feathers, red van. Yeah,
0: like, what's the chances? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But... The driver doesn't fit the description that was given by the victims. Mm. So they talk to him. His name is Eddie Spreitzer, and he's 21. He says the van belongs to his boss, Robin Gecht. Mm. And so the investigators follow him to his cons- the construction site where he was working, and they meet Robin who does fit the description that Beverly gave. And he's a total snob with the police and tells them, okay, speak with my lawyer. He's totally calm and relaxed. Just
0: an arrogant fuck. Arrogant
1: fuck. Uh, So he's taken to the brigade offices to be questioned. Yeah. And uh, so he is along with Eddie Spreitzer and two other um, employees. Yeah. And they all deny any criminal activity. Uh, the investigators return to Beverly. Right. So she has a pretty detailed memory, even though it's been a little bit. Well. And she's pretty this would be pretty traumatized. Traumat-
0: yeah, but it's also something you would one hundred percent remember happening to you.
1: Oh yeah, but I luckily think, yeah. she she remembers details, which is yeah. not always the case.
0: As a lot of sex workers will, because this is dangerous, right? So they yeah, kinda so they they've, they've trained themselves first. to. But yeah. But she was also drugged, in case some right? Some shit happens. Some yeah. No, it's possible. Shit could she could have. be fuzzy.
1: Could've. But at least she. Uh, she remembered him they Good. showed her a picture of Robin Gecht and she's like yes that without hesitation yes that's him so Robin is charged yeah so here's a little story about Robin
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he was born in 1953 and remanded to the care of his paternal grandparents where he had a ch- he was raised with a quiet childhood mm-hmm. um, at age 22 he married Rosemary McCaffrey and started a construction company
0: yeah
1: and had some kids Right. And then he was abusive to his wife. Shocking. Um, Basically, he started having abusive sexual practices. Oh, gosh. And he was – he cheated on her all the time. So basically, she was forced to accept his infidelities and to accept, like, his sadist perversions in bed.
0: Oh, great. This poor woman.
1: He used to get her – to let him stick pins in her breasts. And then he also had a girlfriend who – he made let him burn her breasts.
0: Yeah, so he's just forcing these women to let him torture their boobs. Like, what is going on with this guy? And
1: boobs? Why yeah. is he like
0: this? Mm-hmm. God. I know. Okay. Uh, besides misogyny, obviously, like some sort of latent weird something misogyny, specific But, with like why the breast part. Yeah, yeah, like why the breast part specifically.
1: So they're questioning them. They yeah. can't get anything at all from Robin. Yeah. Eddie is nervous and sweating. He panicked when he heard that Robin was in the next room. Oh. He's flinching. Like, yeah. he flinched when he heard. Uh, basically, they glean that Robin is kind of a dominating boss and really dislikable, and <laughs> Eddie is terrified
0: of him. You don't say.
1: <laughs> they decided they are going to exploit that weakness. Yeah. Because they, can, they can't They can get anything from Robin.
0: No.
1: Um, they had uh, basically accused him of everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad.
1: Eddie cracks and writes out a report admitting some of the crimes. Good. Basically, he had accompanied Robin on murderous rampages and witnessed acts and intense – like, witnessed these violent acts. Yeah. And – Noticed, obviously. <laughs>
0: the intense obsession. He just happened with to notice
1: that Robin might have
0: might have a small thing about, about a breasts. thing about
1: breasts. Maybe, yeah, like maybe a little
0: bit of a complex.
1: Only a little. Like yeah. it's not out of control or anything.
0: No, everyone no. is like this about. Everybody groups, likes right? doing these things. God. Ugh.
1: Oh God. Yeah. So
0: astute, Eddie. So, noticed. <laughs>
1: he guessed that they had abducted and tortured at at least seven women, Ugh. and Robin always finish the job by severing their breasts and masturbating into the open Ew. wound. And Ugh. then Robin apparently forced Eddie to do the same to about two to three of the victims.
0: Mm, okay, but Eddie so, could have not.
1: <laughs> after confessing this, Eddie's just about to sign the confession, but then quickly recants.
0: Oh, jeez! Um, but he Eddie. does
1: implicate um, another person. Good. Another guy. Yeah. So Andrew... Corcorales, yeah, who is twenty three?
0: Yeah,
1: uh, basically, he lives near the location where Linda Sutton was found in nineteen eighty one. So they went there and interrogated him. Right, he confesses to the to participation in some of the murders. Uh, when he went, Robin was always present. Um, Eddie was present on a number of occasions. Andrew's brother,
0: oh, Thomas
1: Corcorales. Joined sometimes two. So it was the four of them together, and sometimes they would go all four, sometimes just three of them, sometimes just two. Yeah.
0: So they were just in this little gang.
1: Robin was always there, though.
0: Yeah. 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 No, because he's the leader of this shit.
1: So Beverly Washington, the one who identified Robin Gecht, she, when she was, when this was done to her, Robin was alone. So it wasn't a usual circumstance. They didn't usually go, Robin didn't usually just go alone. And this might be why he fucked up.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't know if these guys are, like, reliable. Like,
1: Well, he went alone,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she was, the only, like, one of the only ones that was left alive. So yeah, he so. could have been rushing instead of making sure that he, she was dead before yeah. dumping her.
0: Yeah, because he'd have to do it all himself. could yeah, take time. Yeah, all by yeah. himself.
1: So uh, basically, these four guys, in whatever number, they would go and hunt for women. One would drive, and the others would hide in the back of the van.
0: And probably like ambush when they, yeah. When they so got they,
1: her. yeah. So Rock. they talked about Shwee Yeah. So basically they punched her unconscious, which is, explains the, the tooth and like skull. the smashed skull. But she was alive, it sounds, oh, oh still no. after this. Um, Robin noticed that she had small breasts, so he's like, I'm not going to bother amputating.
0: Oh, thank goodness.
1: Instead, he carried on a macabre ritual. Never
0: mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no.
1: He made incisions in her chest, and the Ugh. men penetrated these incisions with their penises, Ugh. and then they strangled her with a piece of wire. Ugh. And oh, no. Andrew tells about the other victims too, and he gives all the of details. And then they go to the Corcorales home to question his brother Thomas, yeah. who is the younger brother, and he's kind of a simpleton. Well, he didn't know everything, but he did participate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's quite easy to manipulate. They think
0: he's, uh, they think he's like a feeble-minded, as they say. Yeah, as in they quotations. Say. Yeah, but he. I don't buy the yeah, like.
1: You don't buy that some people are dumb?
0: No, I don't buy that, like, IQ has anything to do with your desire to fuck boobs and amputate things. I don't
1: think, no, that's not what they're implying. What they're implying is that he He was was actually very easy, well, yeah, he was easily manipulated by this group, but then he's also easy to get the truth out of when questioned. Good. Which is good. Yeah, you no, yeah. You want that. you hope one of ever somebody all these groups confess, have somebody yeah. that's like that simple that or at you least
0: know has somewhat of conscience. Yeah,
1: they aren't uh, smart enough to manipulate and deceive. Uh, he becomes agitated, and it's so it's obvious that he's hiding something. And he takes a lie detector, detector test and fails. And as soon as he fails, he confesses to everything.
0: Yeah, so he panicked and just blurted it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, He explains that they are part of a satanic group, which is led by Robin Gecht. Shocking. So they hold black masses, which includes Mm. upside down crosses, macabre
0: rituals. The whole nine yards.
1: They actually would bring their victims' body parts to the chapel, which was Robin Gecht's uh, attic. (laughs) Yeah, and they would participate Ugh. in satanic rituals up there, which involved the sliced women's breasts. Ugh. They would use the 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 breasts like the body of Christ. What? Basically, they, ate they them? yeah they what? symbolized empowerment and magical properties. What? Yeah, so they would okay. basically masturbate on these sliced breasts as part of a ritual
0: oh. and then
1: once they were finished they would cut the breast up and everyone would eat apart
0: what the fuck
1: yes i wrote wow. this is a rare form of fetishism but it i is. think that's an um Maybe underestimating an understatement. i mean there it. are
0: people who probably have like weird i like fixations with breasts in other ways like i've seen like people who like like it when breasts are tied up with like rope, like mm-hmm. to the point where they're like turning blue, basically from yeah. lack of circulation, like weird sectioning of breasts and whatever. But like,
1: and then there are like more normal, just guys who like breasts.
0: Yeah, and then there's the normal version, men. but like, yeah, the extreme version to me would have been the rope thing, not this. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, they, not common.
1: They ejaculated on them and ate them.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Oh, God. Um, okay. So
1: So they're not sure how many victims there were. There could it be as many as eighteen, and not all were identified. Yeah. They kept trophy boxes in the attic oh. uh full of breasts.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um oh.
1: basically the other guys thought Robin possessed supernatural powers and that he was Ugh. actually connected to the underworld and they all understood not to look him in the eye. What? So the you cops... You know when you're
0: in a cult when?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he is apparently, like, able to...
0: He's... That charismatic. He's smooth
1: and charismatic. Yeah. Like all cult leaders are. Yeah. And he's able to talk a bunch of people into doing crazy shit that...
0: I'm believing this it's shit. It's
1: very unlikely all four of these guys... Had the same fetish.
0: No, this they looks probably like didn't. It was they probably Robin's believing.
1: fetish, and then he like
0: he turned it into a religion, inspired
1: it, yeah, into a religious thing for the rest of the guys. Ugh. Yeah. So Fuck. they go to his home, the cops, and they find the secret room in the attic, and they find a temple adorned with decorations and symbols, um, satanic symbols, <laughs> books yeah. on Satanism, empty trophy boxes, a shotgun that had been shot recently. Uh-oh. So this happened at the very start of what sociologists call satanic panic.
0: Oh, yeah, the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, the,
1: be- the early 80s were when people started overreacting to the influence of Satan on culture and yeah. freaking out about everything. Yeah. Um, so this didn't help.
0: No. No, it wouldn't. Mm-mm. He just – he. I guess he probably – he might have even jumped onto that when it happened, just, like, made it part of the cult because it was so known, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: so – after they arrested all these guys, there were no more of these kind of murders.
0: <laughs> good. So they are fairly Gee, confident they got yeah. the entire cult. Yeah. Good.
1: Uh all of the crew though, recount, recant, recount, recant.
0: Mm.
1: Out of fear of Robin.
0: Yeah. And they have course. no
1: direct evidence to implicate Robin in the murder. They only have enough evidence um of assault due to Beverly.
0: Yeah, who is the witness. witness, right? Yeah.
1: Um, and so they have the testimony of those two survivors, Beverly yeah. and the early, the other girl.
0: Yeah, who'd also had her boob attacked. Exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. and but survived.
0: Thank goodness, yeah.
1: <laughs> so he does not deny his participation in various rituals, but he does deny the murders and the rapes and the breast amputations. Of course. But the jury is not fooled. Good. He is found guilty of attempted rape, aggravated assault, and murder. mm Um, He receives 120 years, which is the maximum extended sentencing for kidnapping, attempted murder, and rape. And he'll serve half of it, so he'll be 88 when he gets out, unless they change the law.
0: Ugh, gosh. Yeah. Why is he only serving half? I don't know. That's garbage. It's garbage. Ugh.
1: It's the garbagiest of the garbages.
0: God, that's trash. I hate that.
1: Uh, Thomas is convicted of participating in the murder of Lorraine, the real estate agent, right. and he gets seventy years. What? Andrew claims he has no recollection of the attacks, even though he had was the one who had like given them the yeah. whole story first.
0: Yeah,
1: he contested this vigorously. Eddie and Robin didn't testify against him. His convictions came from his own statements. Oh. So basically, they were able to convict him based on just what he said, yeah. even though he recanted. <clears throat> And he was given the death penalty. What? Yeah. So what? he was the last person executed in Illinois. He died by lethal injection, March seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. What blows me away? He got is that killed. he? I mean, he deserved it.
0: Yeah, they all did to an extent. I mean, course. I don't believe in the they death penalty, but he. Well, he deserved to be punished. Deserved yeah.
1: strong punishment. I'm just surprised that Robin.
0: Yeah. No, that's what's <clears throat> pissing me. But off, it's because too. of fuck that. It's
1: because Andrew. Confessed.
0: Well, and because our law is a broken shit system.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Well, hey, this isn't ours, but yeah. yeah I mean, similar. ours is too.
0: <laughs> yeah, ours is similar enough I'm not to saying be ours absolutely garbage as well. But yeah, no, the United States and yeah, Illinois, Illinois at this Illinois time. Yeah. So Eddie on March 2nd,
1: 1984, pleads guilty to the two charges of murdering three of the women. Mm-hmm. He gets a life sentence and then he. In another trial, because he, for some reason, is gets Dang. two trials for two different things. Weird. Um, so, in another trial, I guess he doesn't get... It doesn't go to trial, but he pleads guilty uh, to kidnap, rape, and murder of Linda Sutton.
0: Weird. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: first, he pled guilty to... Char- like, he had two different charges. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, he gets a death sen- sentence, too. Yikes. He was to be executed, but he got off death row because... Um, his death sentence was commuted when the governor commuted all death sentences, and yeah. so now he's got life
0: without parole, wow. which I think is
1: fitting, more fitting yeah. than death sentence. Because yeah, honestly, no, it okay. is.
0: They, like life without parole should happen to these people more often.
1: I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think mm-hmm. I don't think the government should
0: no. be allowed to
1: determine who lives or dies. No, but I do, and but like aside from that. Life in prison is more of a punishment to me than gently injecting somebody and them dying peacefully.
0: Well, yeah, there's, right? there's also, like, what do you do with that? Like, what do you do with the idea of capital punishment where, like, like, where does a person go from there? Like, in jail, they could at least, like, try to make it up to the victim's family or try to do something. Like, mm-hmm. this, you know, like, I don't know. It just, yeah, and giving the state complete power to murder you. Is it's, bad.
1: It's not. It's good. not a good
0: idea. They should not have that because power because there
1: are just too many people.
0: They make mistakes.
1: They make mistakes, and there have been innocent people put to death, and that is wrong. Yeah. And
0: yeah. in that
1: case, then it's murder, is it not?
0: I think it's it's murder either way. But and then, then it's the like government extremely
1: should bad. be on death row.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's no, a big circle. No, if they did it, if they did it accidentally with the wrong person, I feel like the government should not be killed. Obviously, because no death no. penalty, but they should have to serve. Time, time for that like the people that who should made get the decisions life yeah should have to serve time yeah like life yeah yeah and I think i'm not talking
1: true. juries because juries are forced into are serving forced. these things and yeah
0: no the people in power
1: yeah well and that's the thing
0: the people at the top running the system yeah. i don't
1: think the jury i mean in a lot of cases the jury isn't always isn't the one to decide definitively the sentence that a
0: no person,
1: they no, decide guilty they... not guilty a lot of the time, it is the judge that decides, okay, yeah. you get this many years or this many years or this many years. The jury can recommend.
0: A, ju- a jury of your peers. Like, they like to do that whole performance, but they don't have the ultimate power, no. Well,
1: they have the ultimate power of guilty or not guilty. Yeah. But the judge gets to decide how long.
0: Unless you've got a corrupt system like that last case you talked about where the judge just tucked it on in his pocket. And yeah, was that like, didn't even never go never to trial,
1: though. No. So that was a. Um, even though the
0: jury, the jury. was going to convict. Yeah. 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 So. Like, these things are just uh, such a bad system. I can't believe Robin, like, fucking. Like, he didn't get away with it, but fuck. Like, (laughs) holy shit. Why did he only serve half the time? When these other guys obviously got no mercy there. I don't know. And, like, he's the leader. Yeah, he did this. He started it. He also did it. Yeah, it's not like he never touched them. He did the same things that he made them do. Honestly,
1: I think they should all get about the same.
0: Yeah, fuck that.
1: Which is life without chance of parole. Yeah,
0: I agree. They're all adults. Like, fuck. Oh Oh my god. Okay, break time. All right. You get to uh, come
1: back with something awesome.
0: Yeah, something not cheery either. And it's not a cult, though, but it's a major famous case, and you might have heard about it. So that's a little teaser. And now we're going to take a break from the breast mutilation stories. (laughs) And so
1: and so
0: yeah as you end (laughs) any horrific cult story I was not expecting that it was brutal
1: it was but okay so I started going into it and then I was like I went I got to the point where there was no turning back
0: yeah no (laughs) I'm glad because this is definitely horrific this follows it yeah and I had not heard about it
1: yeah, because it's not a it's, it's not, not like a, big a massive. Cult.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like a hundred plus members strong. Yeah, yeah,
1: like you you can find cults that are like worldwide where people, Scientology, <laughs> but they aren't like, and a lot of them are pretty horrific. But they're, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them just turned out to be like really bad scams and like kind of yeah, full of abuse scams. and stuff. Yeah, this one was like brutal, horrifying.
0: Yeah, this was like murder a cult of personality that turned mm-hmm. nasty, like a four
1: person cult but it's still a cult
0: well if you can draw people into doing that sort of shit yeah that's definitely a scary scary example of what yeah of, of what, what you can happen do. yeah oh yeah. so i covered a different case since andrea is always yelling at me about not knowing the mary bell case <laughs> we decided that i would do the mary bell case <clears throat> so i'm it's doing so the mary so bell famous, case you crazy yeah. person I, I mean, yeah, and I hadn't heard about it. You crazy
1: person who doesn't read true crime novels day in and day out. Like, what is wrong with you? That's
0: the thing. When I was younger, like, a little kid weirdly enough i did actually read this stuff like you never came
1: across this one that's no
0: i read through like when i was like 13 i went through this huge phase where i just like went on this one website that was like a a database for like serial killers and murders and horrific things and i read almost everything on that site so like thousands of things over time yeah and this was not there
1: that's so strange because this is so well known
0: yeah and this did happen Earlier than the internet, so it should have been on there, but like, yeah, like it wasn't, it wouldn't have been old or it wouldn't have been new back then or hadn't happened yet. Yeah, so let me tell you about Mary Bell, the Tyneside Strangler. Yeah, yes, so quick summary and then I'll get into the nasty parts. Uh, Mary Flora Bell, born May 26th, 1957, is an English woman who, as a child aged 10 to 11 in 1968, Strangled to death, two young boys in Scottswood, an inner-city suburb in the West End district of Newcastle-upon-Tyne, where she gets the name Tyneside Strangler.
1: That makes sense.
0: <clears throat> yep, so. She was convicted in December 1968 of the manslaughter of Martin Brown, aged four, and Brian Howe, aged three. Since her release from prison in 1980, she has lived under a series of pseudonyms. Her identity has been protected by a court order, which has also been extended to protect the identity of her daughter— In 1998, Bell collaborated with uh, Gita Serini, I believe an author or something like that, on an account of her life in which she details the abuse she suffered as a child at the hands of her mother and her mother's clients. So, more about this. The murdered children. So, four-year-old Martin Brown's body was found lying on the floor inside a boarded-up derelict house with blood and saliva trickling down his cheek. With no clear signs of violence, police believed his death was accidental, at first. However, a few weeks later, another child, three-year-old Brian Howe, was found strangled in an industrial area, where local children often played. Sounds like a fun spot.
1: Yeah, sounds like a good time.
0: Yeah. Brian was found with various horrific, as well as mysterious, wounds. He had puncture marks on his thigh, clumps of his hair had been cut off, and his penis had been mutilated. A few days later, another mark became evident on his belly, and it looked like someone had tried to carve the letter M into his skin with a razor blade.
1: M for Mary?
0: Mm Mm-hmm, that's what I'm thinking. And then there's a pair of broken scissors that were, like, laying nearby. And uh, um, some reports say there's, like, an empty pill bottle nearby, too, like aspirin or something like that. Oh. Or, yeah, as though... Maybe it was to, like, frame it as though he d- committed suicide at the ripe age of four.
1: That's, that's I, how three-year-olds commit suicide is by swallowing a bunch of pills, right?
0: Not <laughs> – I mean, they might eat a bunch of pills accidentally thinking it's candy, but, like, yeah. while playing in an industrial area in a, or in a derelict house, I don't know.
1: At what point do you realize that it's not candy after eating a bunch entire of shit-tasting Pills that do not taste anything like candy.
0: Well, it depends. I mean, I almost ate a fuck ton of Tylenol as a kid because children's Tylenol oh, was made taste to like taste candy. like candy. It was yeah. bubblegum flavored and it was delicious.
1: I ate a shit ton of Tums.
0: Yeah, like these things like are bad for you too.
1: Three different kinds of mint. Yeah. And they were so good.
0: Yeah, some are delicious. <laughs> like, I don't know. I would eat those bubblegum Tylenol now if they'd make them into a candy so that my liver didn't just fucking explode. But yeah. <laughs> So, after this, the community went into a state of panic, and the police started an investigation. They began to question all the children in the area. Two children in particular stood out to them. Norma Bell, Mary's friend with no blood relation despite their shared name, who was age 13, seemed excited by the murder. And the detective noted that throughout questioning, she kept smiling, as though this was all, like, a huge joke to her. Mary Bell who was 11 at the time, also reacted weird and was being, like, especially evasive. And as the investigation continued, Mary proceeded to act in odd ways. Like, at one point, she claimed she had seen another boy, an 8-year-old, with Brian the day he was murdered. She claimed she had seen the 8-year-old, like, hit Brian, and at one point, she saw him playing with a pair of scissors. However, the boy she tried to point the finger at had been at the airport the afternoon of Brian's murder, and... Since she mentioned the pair of scissors, Mary had implicated herself. The pair of scissors had been confidential evidence, and Mary had somehow known about them.
1: Yeah, you're no good at, at uh, these sort of things when you're 11.
0: Yeah, <laughs> go figure. I'm, you have I'm to wait until, until you're older. Yeah, even people who are older will make these mistakes, because you don't know what's necessarily confidential evidence or not, right? Yeah. Like, some things are made public knowledge. You implicate yourself. Some witnesses yourself. see these. Yeah, And you can implicate, implicate. yourself
1: in the midst of trying to point police away from you and into oh, yeah. a certain direction.
0: Yeah, even the act of doing that can look <laughs> suspicious.
1: Exactly. But yeah,
0: so it was clear that one or both the girls were involved. Um, and the day that Brian Howe was buried, Mary was spotted by a detective, like, just standing. She was just standing outside of the Howe family's home. Oh. <sighs> the detective was, like, apparently, according to this, uh, this account, uh, horrified to see Mary stare at the coffin as it was brought out of the house, laughing and rubbing her hands together. What the fuck? So I got this info from a certain site, which I'll link. I got this info from a bunch of different sites, but there are a few counts of her doing this. Like, one of the victims, too. Like, one of the other, like, the other victim, Martin. Yeah. Apparently, there was an account on one of the sites I researched on where, like, when they were bringing his coffin out, she was there, and the mother had tried to, like, gently explained, thinking this is a curious child, that like, you know, oh, he's he's dead, I'm sorry. And she was like, oh, I know he's dead, I just wanted to see.
1: I remember that from Mm -hmm. reading the book.
0: Yeah, so she's a little fucked. So yeah, uh, he decided, this detective, after seeing that shit, that something needed to be done right (laughs) away before another (laughs) child died. So he questioned Mary's friend, 13-year-old Norma Bell, again, before Brian's funeral. And at this time... Uh, Norma had more to say gosh okay. darn it Norma
1: Norma's given it all away
0: yeah now thank you Norma for being a halfway decent member of society maybe I don't know about that, <laughs>
1: yeah, that might that's not have debatable been her motivation no,
0: I, I feel like it wasn't um, so on the day of Brian House's funeral Norma Bell told police that Mary had told Norma that she'd killed Brian and that she'd brought Norma to the dilapidated house later to show her his body Mary described to Norma, according to Norma, like how she had squeezed his neck and strangled him and said she had enjoyed it. This statement from Norma was enough to cause the police to bring Mary in. And at first, Mary was still evasive and said that Norma was lying and was just trying to get her into trouble. So Mary was like, let go at first, but then she was brought back in after further statements were made to police by Norma. And at that point, she admitted to being present at the time of Brian's murder, but she blamed it all on Norma. So both, like both, the girls were arrested and charged for the murder. Yep,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, for there, I mean, they seem sketchy.
0: Maybe, hey. Hmm. Well, Norma <laughs> just mean, straight up a, said shit. So, if you're gonna
1: kill somebody, don't get excited at at their funeral.
0: Also, confessing to it is pretty sketchy. That's also gonna <laughs> give it all away. Yeah. <laughs> so during the trial and leading up to it, more information about the murders came to light. Mary Bell was believed to have murdered her first victim, the four-year-old Martin Brown, by herself. Two days after he was found dead, a nursery school in the area was broken into and vandalized, with, like, cleaning and, like, school supplies, like, just having been thrown about the room, and four haunting messages, notes, had been left behind. Most of the notes were written immaturely and in childish scrawl, and were filled with, like, swears and shit. I think one of them said, like, something about Fanny and the other F-word... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So she obviously had a thing about, like, but? young pretty boys or something. I don't know. She was weird. Oh. Yeah. And uh, the most disturbing notes, however, seem to contain information about the murder. One started with, quote, we did murder Martin Brown. And another read, quote, I murder so that I may come back.
1: That's creepy. Yep. I mean yep. like that's an interesting
0: That's a weird like, thing. like
1: supernatural sounding. Yeah, thing. that
0: sounds really fucking weird. Like what was the logic behind that? So at the time because police still thought Martin's death had been an accident, they wrote these notes off as like a sick prank. But later, Mary Bell would admit to writing them for, quote, a giggle.
1: Okay. That's
0: Goodness gracious Mary. What it's
1: gigglishus is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the record.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Andrea wants a clean slate from that. No, you made your bed. You lie in that giggle bed. No. (laughs) Okay, so terrible. Um, (laughs) Other children also came forward during the investigation to say that they'd overheard Mary screaming, I am a murderer, and pointing to the house where Brian had been found, saying... That's where I killed.
1: That seems suspicious. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hmm, weird. But they hadn't thought much of it at the time because, like, Mary was known to make up, like, grand lies and tall tales. and She was, like, a liar and weird and violent. And I guess if you're being really obvious about it, maybe... Yeah, they probably... Like, these are kids. Yeah. They would probably not be thinking into the deep psychology behind that. They'd be thinking, yeah, right, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So... During her incarceration while awaiting trial, Mary made a bunch of strange comments to the women working as guards, including, I like hurting little things that can't fight back. (sighs) Mary was also known to be violent by other people in her life, like starting in young childhood as a toddler. Her family said that she'd lash out a lot and hit them. And when she was in kindergarten, she had wrapped her hands around another child's throat and squeezed. At one point, and this is pretty fucked, when Brian Howe's sister was searching for the missing boy, Mary offered her help and insisted she check the location where his body lay in order to shock her. Oh. Yeah, that's fucked. I, I, I'm guessing that's not how he was discovered, though. I'm not sure. But, yikes. So, more about the conviction. Mary and Norma were both charged with two counts of manslaughter. Both of them testified during the trial, implicating e- each other in the crimes. It was noted, however, that the girls still seemed to have a strange bond between them. Court-appointed psychologists testified that Mary displayed classic symptoms of psychopathy, and therefore was not completely coherent nor responsible for her actions. Huh. <sighs> um... Being a psychopath I does not disagree. make you
1: incoherent, actually. <laughs> no,
0: quite the opposite. On December 17th, 1968, Mary Bell was convicted of manslaughter, and Norma Bell was acquitted of all charges against her. So, like, she, like, admired Mary as a classmate, and was considered to be, quote, slow-minded, slow-minded yeah, is what they said. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so just more of a follower and probably
0: yeah more they thought that i guess she'd been roped into this because she didn't ha- she wasn't able to know better i guess mm-hmm. even though she was like slightly older than this 11 year old um so like that may have been one of the reasons why she was acquitted uh, along with handwriting samples taken from the notes left in the nursery also pointing to mary so it seemed like that was her handwriting okay. on those notes yeah in speaking about mary the judge at the trial justice Cusack... Described her as dangerous and said she posed a very grave risk to other children. <laughs> no shit. Seems
1: like it. Maybe yeah, it's a, a pretty bad
0: risk, too. It's <laughs> death. Yeah. Despite the manslaughter conviction, Mary was sentenced to be detained uh, at Her Majesty's pleasure, which in Britain is effectively an indefinite sentence of imprisonment. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, she was initially sent to Red Bank Secure Unit in Newton-Lewillows, Lancashire. The same facility that housed John Venables, another notorious child killer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's that how you pronounce story. his name. Yeah, you know, I I had think it was a, Venables, original...
1: but that's maybe just how I read it in my head, so I might be wrong.
0: I wanted to say Venables. <laughs>
1: Venables.
0: Yeah. It's but it's very French rarely actually
1: it. pronounced um, yeah. how it should be. Yeah. And that might not be French. I don't
0: know. No, it honestly might just, yeah, I don't know. Apparently this notorious, we should know about this guy. But I put in brackets originally that Andrea might know about this case. But I I know about
1: John Venables.
0: Yeah, and, like, I'd heard about (laughs) him, but, like, I don't know. But, like, yeah, she was put in the same facility that he'd been in. And, like, after her conviction, yeah. So Bell was the focus of, like, a great deal of attention from the British press and also from random German magazine, Stern,
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Her mother repeatedly sold stories about her to the press and often gave reporters writings she claimed to be by her daughter. Bell herself made headlines when, in September 1977, she briefly escaped from Moore Court Open Prison, where she had been held since her transfer from, like, a young offenders institution to an adult prison a year earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during that transition area, she escaped, and her penalty for this was a loss of prison privileges for twenty eight days—not even a month, man.
1: <laughs> That's weird.
0: Open was prison. Was it February? Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say it was this a leap year. Was this yeah? Was this February? Like when? When was this? But like for a time, Bell also lived in a girl's reman- remand home remand, yeah. at Cumberlau Lodge in South Norwood. Yeah. So she went all over the place and was in a lot of open prisons. Yeah,
1: I remember that. She was transferred a lot. Yeah. They didn't know where to keep her. She was like 11.
0: Yeah, exactly. It'd be hard to figure that one out. So in 1980, Belle, age 23, was released from Ashcombe Grange Open Prison after having served 12 years, and she was granted anonymity, including a new name, allowing her to start a new life. Four years later, she had a daughter born on May 25th, 1984. Belle's daughter did not know about her mother's past until Belle's location was discovered by reporters in 1998 and the two had to flee their house with bedsheets over their heads.
1: Yeah, Mm. that would give it away.
0: Yeah, your daughter might ask questions after that.
1: She'd be like, are we famous for something good?
0: Yeah, and Mary did you would be like, donate something um, to a charity recently? Are you a philanthropist <laughs> yeah. or, like, a superhero? Are we movie stars? Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, so Belle's daughter's anonymity was originally protected only until she reached the age of 18. However, on May twenty first, 2003, Belle won a high court battle to have her own anonymity and that of her daughter extended for life. Any court order permanently protecting the identity of a convict in Britain is consequently sometimes known as a Mary Bell order.
1: Oh, good to know.
0: Great. She's (laughs) getting shit named after her now. Like, what the fuck? Okay, so... God, clear my throat. throat) Okay. (laughs) Mary's background and why she might have been the way she was. Mary Bell's mother, Betty, was often absent from the family home as she often traveled to Glasgow to work the streets there. Uh, Mary, nicknamed May, was her mother's first child, born when Betty was only seventeen years old. And when Mary was born, her young mother's very promising response was, "Get that thing away from me!" Oh, yeah, that's a baby
1: loving mother. That's a good
0: start to life, hey? Uh So she was always like eager to drop Mary off with relatives whenever possible, and once tried to just like give her away. To a woman who had been denied an adoption. Oh okay. Betty's sister who was generous. Yeah, here, want a baby. <laughs> Betty's sister, who had followed Betty, managed to get Mary back from the woman, which must have really sucked for that woman. She's like, Yes. Oh. Like, uh, well, and
1: then Betty, who's like, What? How'd it get back here?
0: Yeah. Yeah, she just gets home, the baby's there. The baby she was came like, back. Could... <laughs> <to her." laughs> yeah, yeah, it just yeah. It like, just, keeps her just left her there. Yeah. It's a magic baby. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a something, baby. Um so, yeah, that happened and other stories from family members kept coming. Mary had watched her 5-year-old friend get hit and killed by a bus. Mary was frequently given intentional drug overdoses by her mother. Oh yep
1: my god
0: yep and it is believed that betty her mom may have suffered from munchausen's by proxy which is an illness that like causes a caregiver to intentionally harm their dependent in order to gain attention for themselves Mm -hmm. and betty did love attention and had page turner
1: this is this is pausing for suspense
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm yep ignore the paper sounds that has nothing to do with suspense <laughs> so betty loved attention and she had in fact at one point lied and told family members that mary had been run over by a truck and died
1: what <sighs> these are people are terrible at lying
0: i know like how they're are you like, gonna oh but
1: she's right there
0: yeah and that's not like a way that you could cover up by killing them yourself like without getting like how are you gonna make it look like they're run over by a truck after that if you plan on killing them to follow that up
1: and what if they find her
0: yeah, it's not going to work out. I mean, obviously they did, because she, she didn't. okay. I mean... She... Wow. You look good for dead. A ghost. <laughs> yeah. But family members said that Mary... At only two years old, at this point, started to become cold, detached, and withdrawn. I no shit. I could see yeah.
1: that. Oh my god, that poor yeah.
0: girl. Honestly, yeah. I
1: mean, I know that she did terrible things. She's but
0: evil, but this... it's understandable why.
1: Yeah, and at, at two year old, becoming cold and detached and withdrawn. That's because she knows her mother doesn't love her and,
0: and is trying to kill her. <laughs> god, oh my god. Yeah, no. Mary herself has alleged that her mother also prostituted her out. Because um, her mother was a prostitute as well at the time and, like, used her as a sex prop and allowed her to be sexually abused by her clients. Yeah. Uh, However, family members have not corroborated this particular allegation, so it might not it be true.
1: fairly believable.
0: Mary is very, like this is something she said to media right yeah um and the family has said no however they might not necessarily have known she she does lie a lot but yeah
1: but betty did all that yeah, other shit
0: yeah so why bother so with that yeah it's not like you need to add more to make this the story more horrific else?
1: yeah
0: but yeah like all that other stuff won't make people take me seriously i gotta make like <laughs> yeah. gotta make up a real story yeah no no there's there'd be no point no and I wouldn't put it past someone who gave their kid overdoses on purpose. Um, so it was also not known who Mary's biological father was, but for most of her life, she believed it to be a man named Billy Bell, a habitual criminal who was later arrested for armed robbery. However, Bell married Betty when Mary was a baby, so they all know. But growing up, she was told never under any circumstances to refer to him as Dad. The man she considered her father. Instead, she was to call him uncle, so that her mother could continue claiming government assistance. For being a single parent, I guess. Yeah.
1: No, that makes sense. I mean, that's like the Uh, least.
0: That's like the least shitty thing she's done so far. Yeah. yeah. After Belle's arrest, a detective who visited her home described it as having no feeling of a home, just a shell.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mary also apparently had damage to her prefrontal cortex at the time, presumed to be a result of an accidental. Fall, and family members were suspicious about whether this was an accident or not, from a window that she'd suffered while growing up with her mother. Nowadays, it's believed that the abuse Mary Bell suffered was, in and of itself, the true cause of the damage to that region of her brain, which is associated with voluntary movements and decision-making. Many consider the abuse, for this and other associated reasons, to be an explanation of how she became the the evil human being that she was, which, like, I don't know... Maybe um, you Maybe. know what they
1: found that like with a lot of serial killers and a lot of murderers and stuff, uh, they had damage to their frontal lobes.
0: Yeah, front. Yeah, so that's true. It's not no, a it's, shock. No, it's not a shock at all. It's just like, yeah, if abuse can cause that, that's terrifying. And I yeah. guess it could. Yeah,
1: don't smack your kids on the head.
0: Yeah, or give them oh, giant overdoses and sh- yeah,
1: or pick or do them any out. of this
0: shit. Maybe or just give don't them don't be a don't be a Betty. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: don't be a Betty.
0: Yeah, it's a slogan. So here's a little note uh, June Richardson, the mother of Martin Brown, became a campaigner for the rights of victims and even supported Mary Bell's bid for anonymity, although she could never forgive her. Yeah. Which is very fair. It's fair. Yeah. Um, so that's a little more positive note, at with least. With
1: that probably remaining frontal lobe damage, it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she did it when she was 10, so maybe she's got the right to start over and, like, not have people know who she is and have a chance at a life. But at the same yeah. time, you don't know how that's going to work out.
0: I hope it's working out better. Hopefully she grew out of it. Because maybe maybe with development, things changed.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I mean, right? You never know, but... Or
0: you could just learn morality even if you don't feel it. Yeah. And some people might have, like... You could have some self-control,
1: too, even if you've got, like, weird urges yeah to kill people
0: yeah who knows right like she has a daughter and the daughter is probably over like over 18 by now I think yeah so you know she obviously didn't kill her um yeah yeah so I don't know if that's promising or not but I thought it was interesting that like one of the mothers became a campaigner for the rights of victims that's great yeah we need that yeah yeah yeah, oh, in this okay. world, yeah. So that's the Mary Bell case, and there are other interesting details about it that you can read online as well, just by mm-hmm. like googling it. Oh, there's so yeah. many. Yeah, there's like a, a couple case. books.
1: I read two books on her.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and no, and there's a documentary and like shows. I'm sure and... there's
1: documentaries too. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched one too. I was really into it for a while. It's an interesting um, case. Um, that and Child the James killers. Bulger case. Yeah, which James is Bulger, the, yeah. Um, John Venables. Yeah. Was one of the killers?
0: Yeah, that's why I, I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah, when I researched this. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was really into those for a while. Yeah, I was just re- really into true crime, but those I found interesting.
0: Children killing children, or because it's in, just yeah, so like
1: morbid. No, it's children killing children.
0: Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if John Venables was like an or even children killing,
1: then. just children doing the killing, yeah. being the murderers. But yeah, no, with John Venables, it was. Um, <clears throat> It was Children Killing Children again. So that one's worth a read.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, Yeah. I mean, it's a bummer.
0: Yeah. No, it would be if you're okay with, like, hearing about these things.
1: Yeah. I'm all I mean, mean I'm uh, assuming
0: you are because you just listened us. all the way through. <laughs> yeah, so presumably yeah, you're okay. Yeah. I would think so. Obviously, like, <laughs> in certain places where I can tag for these things, I do. So you'll be fine. But um,
1: You should watch our video.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have... Child murder in it. It doesn't. No, so not into, everything like, we
1: do has <clears throat> dead children.
0: Thank goodness. Just yeah. lately for some reason. But pretty much everything we do is dead <laughs> people. So
1: Yes. Uh pretty yeah. much all of it.
0: Yeah, and if you want to hear like our our top four picks for like horrible beauty queen related stuff that happened after we did uh the Jean benet case last episode, yeah. we wanted to do that. So we did like we researched a couple like of the most interesting ones we found and we made a YouTube video. So they you can were see all us- adults though. Yeah, they were all adults. Yeah. I'm.
1: We aren't fixated. <laughs> I was pretty
0: – well, last uh, – with the Bonnet episode, when I asked for, like, more Beauty Queen stories from the audience, I made it pretty clear that I did not want to hear about any more children dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that – okay, so – It's hard. When
1: I did research for my Beauty Queen stories for that video, <clears throat> there's just so much. All of my oh, searches – yeah. I just said Beauty Queen Horror Stories – And it was all child. Yeah. Beauty queen pageants. Beauty pageants. So then I had to type in other things to try to get
0: um, more specific. More specific, like
1: horror death stories that involved adults.
0: Yeah. So if you need a reason not to put your child in pageants, there's one.
1: That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That's a pretty compelling one, considering (laughs) you type in like pageant horror stories, it's all like. Traumatized, oh, murdered children. Yeah, that and you too. Might not because it also comes up think it.
1: all Jean benny Ramsey.
0: Oh yeah, I'll bet. and I was like,
1: yeah. uh yeah, I need something different.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we we both needed a break after that. I need a break from like breast torture, like <laughs> yeah. after, and also child murder. But like this one felt different. Because yeah. it was a, it is a story different. of abuse and like a child did this too. A child Another on child, child. Yeah, violence not, is so weird.
1: It is weird. And that's why I think I was interested in it yeah, back it's then, fascinating. right? It's fascinating because you're but. like, Okay, what what happened?
0: Yeah, like yeah Like it's not just a cycle with of a perversion. Know. Yeah.
1: Um they didn't <clears throat> it's just not the same. It's no. weirder and freakier.
0: It is, because, yeah, when it's an adult doing it to a child, you usually know why. It's because they're fucked up and a pervert, like you said. Yeah, yeah.
1: or they're, like, preying on someone they can um, – Yeah, that they can Smaller, easily. right? Yeah. That they can overcome. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> we're going to yeah. start um, also something yeah, – We working on a new project.
0: Yeah, we're working on a new YouTube project.
1: Yeah, YouTube project, and mm-hmm. so it's going to be free – it's, this one's not going to be a patron one.
0: Nope. Our patron ones will be more like episodes that we tape, like the short episodes that we post yeah. to Patreon for our $5 tier patrons. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, shout outs will be in the description as per usual. I'm very excited about tier. this new project yeah. though.
1: So excited. Yes. Tell
0: tell them about the project. Yeah.
1: Okay. Should I, should I give it all away?
0: Actually, no. Don't yeah, but, okay. we, are, but ha, we can ha. say that's a series. Teaser. Yeah, it's gonna be a short like short series of yeah, like ten fifteen minute videos.
1: It could be even. It's like, got a theme an and it's gonna be a fun series. thing. Like I yeah. don't know how long it could
0: go. Yeah, it could go on. It depends indefinitely, on how much we, we like. like it. It's gonna be fun, <laughs> but yeah, Andrea had a really good idea and we built from there. So yeah, look I forward to that and keep track of us on YouTube. We're two scared <laughs> siblings there. Yes, you are. and yes. Instagram.
1: Two scared siblings.
0: Everywhere Two Scared Siblings except all over for the goddamn place. Twitter, yeah. On Twitter, we're Two Scared Sibs.
1: Yeah, and email us, siblings at gmail.com.
0: Yes, um, we're everywhere.
1: We're everywhere. Like we're literally.
0: We're yeah, we're spreading. Yeah, We're all around you
1: and Can in you. Can you feel
0: us? Yeah, that sounds Ew. creepy when we say it simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Ew. Never mind, I take it back. I'm we're patting, picture me patting microphone. like in picture some places, but like definitely not. Not there. All over the place. No. Okay. Pat, pat, pat. You're safe. <laughs> Enjoy being safe at home away from us. Now, <laughs>
1: yeah. And have yeah. a great sleep, by yeah, the way. Lee, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now that we've accidentally
0: ending. said the scariest thing in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. You didn't know this podcast was, like, going to be that fucking weird. But <laughs> but it is. No. <laughs> we won't it do is. that to you again. It but
1: maybe oh, all right anyway yeah okay. we can
0: we'll we'll find other ways that are less less they're not that are less
1: okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so have a good night or day or whatever time it was
1: yeah bye sleep
0: well